Greetings, everybody. This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager here at WrestleLatic Radio and your host of Kings of the Rings podcast. But right now, right here and right now, you are listening to the Stephen A. Smith of WrestleLatic Radio, the unapologetically poignant, vibrant, and ferocious Young Lions Perspective, hosted by my man, Zachary Rosica. Enjoy the show. So glad to have you guys here with me on this Tuesday morning. I hope you're enjoying your day, your night, your afternoon, and your evening. Wherever you may be, wherever you are. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. It is Tuesday. October 20th, 2020. I hope you guys had a very fantastic Monday. And I hope you guys did enjoy episode 263 of the YLP podcast that came out yesterday. Where I, oh, excuse me, had an ex- very extensive review of the G1 Climax Final 30 Finals weekend uh, for all the NJPW. This was, this was mainly for the NJPW stands and also for the NJPW noobs. Um, if this was your first one, G1 Climax, uh, hopefully you thoroughly enjoyed the entire experience of the grind that is the 30 days of hell that is the G1 Climax. Um, and if you did, and if you really check, if you did check out uh, G1 um, Finals Weekend, uh, please do, please do not hesitate to send your boy an email at younglinesperspective at gmail.com. Let me know what your thoughts were. Let me know what your experience was. If you enjoyed it, did you like the result? Did you like the entire weekend? Did you watch the entire weekend? Did you watch uh, just the finals? Anything like that. Any thoughts you may have on any of that, again, email me at younglinesperspective at gmail.com. I want to read all of your stuff. Um, definitely. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoyed recording it, and I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Make sure you tell a friend tell a friend about this uh, episode of the podcast if you know anybody that is a new Japan stand and is looking to find another perspective pun intended um, and just check out something uh, different perspective of it also pun intended um, I, like I, said, I enjoyed recording it I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it it was it was so much fun uh, for that to watch all of that and then to see everything go about um, I was just really, really excited to what? In there? <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, so um, it's okay, so um. 
I'm not going to out this person, but I do believe um, if you uh, decide to send me any emails, I will not um, be answering to any professional sex work. I will not be doing any of that. That is super random. How do I block this person? I would personally report the fuck out of you. Yeah, we're going to report that. That is disgusting. It will not have any of that on my shit. And no, I'm not interested in redesign websites or news new features update. We are not going to be doing that. And I will block you. Yeah, you can have fun with that. All right. Yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna have fun with that. All right. So nope. You know what? We're just gonna delete that. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. So if you have anything um professional wrestling related, professional wrestling related, go over to my uh <laughs> email younglinesperspective at gmail.com. This is what you get. This is top-notch quality stuff right here. Um, keep it Again, keep it strictly to professional wrestling. Um, any questions, concerns, comments, anything that we talked about from last week and anything that we talked about I discussed from yesterday's episode, keep it strictly to that and um, we will go from there. All right. we'll get- <laughs> oh, that was random. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. But hey, this, this, is what you do. this is what you get from Mr. YLP himself. Top-notch quality content. Go ahead. So, y'all didn't come here for me to talk about nonsense on my uh, emails. You came here to talk, listen to top-notch quality professional wrestling conversation. And I'm going to provide that for you today. Since it is a Tuesday, y'all know what that means. A brand spanking new episode of Last Week. This week, we're going to talk about last week's episode of NXT with the top five major focal points of last week's episode. And we'll get to be talking about what will be going down this week on, uh, of course, the black and gold standard. That is NXT. Anywho. Uh, before we get into that, uh, I want to talk to y'all about quickly, quickly, we'll be quick about this Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash Russell Addict Radio. Of course, y'all know 17 cents a day nowadays will not get you jack squat in this economy. Uh, when we get you as much as a uh, pack of Smarties or a thing of Rolos, if y'all know exactly what I'm talking about with that. If you know, you know. With Patreon, though, you can get a, a ton. For 17 cents a day, you'll be able to be a part of an exclusive group chat. Part of an exclusive group chat that will you'll be able to talk with all of the members of the Patreon family. People like, of course, Kavita Nim, Kavita, my, my uh, UK brother from another mother, Quar- uh, Mr. Jermaine Lang, Quarantine Gene himself, Wade Ilson. Slack, and of course, all the other members of the Patreon family. And again, thank you guys so much for your patronage, love, and support. As always, we wouldn't be doing this without y'all. And I'm being dead serious about that. Much love to all y'all. Mm. Wawa iced coffee, bless. Um, Should have gotten 24 ounces, to be honest. Anywho, 
Um, so you get that, and you'll be able to talk to all the members of the Wrestle Attic Radio family, including myself as well. So that's always a fun time. Uh, as well as listening to exclusive Patreon shows such as Love and War, Francis Faye 5, and of course my podcast, The Secret Files, where you do not know the topic until you press play. And I think the most important one, being able to have an exclusive code that will get you 15% off every single time you go to check out any of our Teespring stores. But make sure you head over to uh, my Teespring store over at teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash young dash lions dash perspective. Get yourself some gear for the fall and winter season. And I know Black Friday is coming up pretty damn soon. So why not get yourself a wonderful gift for your significant other yourself? Uh, maybe one of, maybe uh, for the young cubs out there if you got any children um wish i did the onesie kind of bummed i didn't do the onesie it'd be like that sometimes but of course i got all different types of stuff over there <clears throat> excuse me you know t-shirts for men and women um leggings for the ladies fellas y'all know i got y'all with the tank tops as well as accessories like mugs beach towels organic uh, tote bags stickers all that good stuff over there You'll be able to get 15% off every single time you check out when you become a member of the Patreon family. Patreon.com forward slash Russell Attic Radio. 17 cents a day, equating to $5 a month, gets you all that access and more. One more time, Patreon.com forward slash Russell Attic Radio. Consider being a member today. Let us get into what happened on last week's episode. Of NXT. Again, of course, y'all know we talk about the five major points, at least from my point of view, of what we should be focusing on from last week going into this week's episode. And I'm going to start off with the Johnny Gargano way. May have hit a major roadblock after NXT general manager William Regal and Shotzi Blackheart, who is going to be hosting Halloween Havoc next Wednesday, bring back an old gimmick. And I believe this is from the WCW days. So, we had the North American Championship title match between Cameron Grimes. Oh, it's like Cameron Grimes. Oh, my God. No. Dexter Loomis and Damian Priest, which, by the way, wasn't that bad of a match. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I actually did enjoy this. And I, I have a point on that uh, up next. So, stand by with all that. Cameron Grimes came in, interfered in the match towards the end. Cave in on to Dexter Loomis on the outside of the apron, the hardest part of the apron. Allowed um, Damian Priest to hit south of heaven, get the three count, retain his championship, and move about his business. After his victory, you know, goes after Cameron, hits him with the reckoning, tells him, stay out of my business. Goes up the ramp. He's like, hey, I want to show you something. Come see this. Goes to do his uh, bow and arrow pose. And gets attacked by Johnny Gargano. <sighs> Tags him with a steel chair. Johnny Gargano starts barking at Damien, talking some mess. He and Candace are at the top of the ramp. Out comes Mr. Regal himself. Standing in between them saying, oh, that was impressive. Uh, let me actually bring this up because I want to make sure I get it right to see what he says. I got Wi-Fi, bitch. 
Thank you. NXT from last week. Okay. There you go. I should actually have this pulled up. This is very professional of me, as, you, as per usual. Very unprofessional of yours, truly. But then again, would it, would it be a actual show where I actually didn't hit all my marks, to be truthfully honest? Nay. So, he says, you two must be very proud of yourselves. At Halloween Havoc, Candice LeRae, you will face Fish Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championship, and Eugene Gargano will face Damian Priest for the North American Championship. But the stakes are going to be higher. Don't just take it from me. Take it from the host of Halloween Havoc. Shotzi Blackheart rises from the extra stage on the far side of the Capitol Wrestling Center. Johnny, Candice, both of your title matches will be determined by spin the wheel, make a deal. And behind her, the wheel of stipulations are actually spinning. She howls at the moon and laughing. At the Garganos. The cruel fate. And one of the stipulations that I did see um, from that ep- from the end of last week's episode of NXT was Devil's Playground. And on the bottom of that was a picture of a cage. I pray Johnny and uh, Mr. Priest get trapped inside that devil's playground. Something about it just makes me, uh, well, the morbid me, morbid side of me would just be enjoying every single last bit of that. Um, I didn't see any other stipulations that it was going a little bit faster than I expected, but I could have just actually pressed the pause button like a dump, like a smart ass. But Spin the Wheel Make a Deal is now returning. It was, uh, was an old WCW gimmick back, I believe in the early 90s uh, when they used it. And I could be wrong. For all my historians out there, Kevin, let me know. Um, but I was thoroughly impressed with the fact that they're actually bringing this back for Halloween Havoc. So, this is what how it seems to me with this, with um, Halloween, with uh, Spin the Wheel Make a Deal. I'm seeing that maybe, just maybe, NXT really isn't trying to make a ratings grab out of this. They're trying to make this as legitimate of a card as possible. Now, yes, they're using a old, old gimmick back in the WCW days, which is perfectly fine. But they're not... I don't know, because people are, people are going to say it's a ratings grab, you know, to try to counter AEW. But, hey, think, think the, ask yourself this question, right? Would WWE honestly have done this? Think about it. Would WWE honestly have done any bit of this? And I'm being dead ass serious. Do you honestly believe that WWE main roster, I'm not talking about the entire as old, would even bother trying to utilize Halloween Havoc as a pay-per-view or a themed show? And the answer, obviously, is hell no. And it's it's really surprising to me that... It's really surprising to me that when 
you have the entire WCW library at your disposal and you choose not to use it, then it really screams that you don't want to be creative at all. You literally have all these pay-per-views at your disposal. Halloween Havoc, Bash at the Beach. Well, that's pretty much gone now. AEW's got that unlocked. The Great American Bash, NXT used that. Um, Super Brawl, which was actually one of, personally one of my favorites, uh, sold out Starcade. Fucking Starcade. I'm being dead serious about this. Starcade. You have Starcade in your library, and you'd rather not fucking use it. And the one time that you did, it wasn't even a show on the WWE Network. Actually, no, it was on the WWE Network. And it was it was a it was a live event held in, I believe, North Carolina or, or Columbus, Ohio, or whatever the fuck that was. And no one cared. It true it was treated like a house show. That shows you how fucking much WWE main roster does not care about this shit. But NXT does. NXT does not mind bringing back the old and somehow revamping it into a new school kind of thing. It's insanity to me how you know, we're going to get a quality, I think a quality show in Halloween Havoc. And that's going to happen before, you know, next week. And, you know, go right into Halloween next Saturday. It's crazy to me. It's all so crazy. It's absolutely fucking bonkers, dude. It's fucking bonkers to see how they do not utilize what they've got. When you could literally, and I can give you the calendar right now. Royal Rumble in January, Super Brawl February, March you could probably have WrestleMania, April you could have Spring Stampede, May you can have Slamboree, June. Um, do we want to do Extreme Rules? Extreme Rules can honestly suck it. Oh no, what was the, hold on? You know what? I'm actually gonna give you a calendar. What was the WCW pay per view calendar actually? Just so I have something to play with. I can't even spell today. That's fucking hilarious. So, let me see how they did this. So, why the fuck would they do mayhem? So, Royal Rumble in May, right? Super Bowl in February. May, you would have WrestleMania. April, Spring Stampede without fucking question. Uh, May, you could have Slamboree. June, you could have the Great American Bash. Um, July, you can have a, a you know something pay per view. Uh, I would honestly bring back King of the Ring in, Jul- in July. I tell you, I would honestly bring back King of the Ring in July for main roster. August, SummerSlam. Um, September, Fall Brawl, Halloween Havoc in fucking uh, Halloween Havoc in October, Survivor Series in November, Starcade in December, going right into Royal Rumble season. I just incorporated the best of WCW and the best of WWE right there in about a minute and a half. And I got your entire calendar right there. And you know who would fucking love it? Anyone that loves it like I do.
because now you're still getting your four major pay-per-views, but you're taking out gimmick pay-per-views, Money in the Bank, gone. Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, gone. Battleground, gone. Extreme Rules, gone. That's what you should be doing. And it all ends at the end of the year with Starcade, which was WCW's WrestleMania, going right into the Royal Rumble, going into WrestleMania season. It's fucking glorious. Yet they don't want to capitalize on that. So, their loss, NXT's gain, as per usual. Makes me sick. But speaking of the North American Championship, Dexter Loomis had his chances of becoming North American Champion caved in by Cameron Grimes. And that cave-in was dirty. Like I said, towards the end of the match, cave-in on the apron to Loomis. He gets away, gets the top hat. Again, right in the south of heaven, chokeslam, and, and Priest gets the victory over Loomis. Like I said, this is a very fine, a solid performance by Dexter Loomis, nonetheless. Um, this kind of went off of the fact that he missed out on becoming the NXT North American Champion due to the fact that he had a legitimate ankle injury back in July. Um, he had an ankle, a, a legitimate ankle injury that kept him out of NXT TakeOver 30. Um, so, William Regal felt that it was right, it was only right that Loomis get the shot at Damian Priest North American Championship, which honestly, I wasn't even mad at at the slightest. And... Cameron Grimes felt some type of way about that, still feeling some type of way about the fact that he didn't answer his question from a couple of weeks ago. And, um, yeah. So, I wouldn't be surprised if, because this week is the go-home show, pretty much, and for Halloween Havoc. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they have Loomis versus Grimes at Halloween Havoc. They add that to the card. It wouldn't surprise me one bit, and that wouldn't make sense uh, to have a little bit of an undercard action. And I think this would be a proper way to do it. Give Loomis the victory, make Grimes feel like a bum for about 20 minutes, and then, and then from there we'll go. But Loomis needs to exact revenge on Grimes. That's just how I see it. The receipt is coming, of course. We all know that. But um, I would definitely like to see uh, Loomis, start getting at Grimes. Start getting one over on Grimes before we get to Halloween Havoc next Wednesday. Again, this is a really good match. Not the best match in the world, not the greatest match of all time, obviously, but for our main event for NXT, it was definitely passable. It was definitely a good match, and Damian Priest gets another title of defense under his belt, which is always a good thing. Um, Dexter Loomis was a game opponent throughout, really gave Priest a run for his money. But unfortunately, Cameron Grimes came in at the end, did what he did, what he did and uh, Loomis felt Loomis uh, got effed over of becoming NXT North American champion. But yeah, safe to say, Grimes is about to feel, get that work. Grimes is about to get all kinds of work. And I gotta say, Damian Priest is getting a lot better. To me personally, I think ever since he came in, what was it, 2018? He came in, relative unknown, coming out of Ring of Honor as Punishment Martinez, had this like Kevin Thorne type of look, if y'all remember who the fuck that is, uh, uh, members of the WWE ECW uh, nation there uh, for a hot minute. 
had that kind of look, but then came into his own 2019. I thought he did. I thought he came in and then had that feud, a bit of a feud with uh, Keith Lee and Dominic Dajakovic over the NXT North American Championship for a hot minute. And then um, Keith Lee relinquished it. He becomes North American Champion. And ever since then, he has really done his, done a great job as North American Champion so far. Loomis will be back gunning for that North American Championship. I can see him definitely gunning for that championship one more time. And I think Damian Priest will be will have no problem being a game opponent uh, for Mr. Priest. Will make all the sense in the world. Will make all the sense in the world for him to actually um, be able to do that one more again with Priest after he get he dispatches Mr. Grimes. Let's go over to the ladies' side of things for a moment, and we're gonna talk about the ladies for a little bit. Um, one being now the point I had here was good, but also I'm gonna talk about Tony Storm's return as well. Indy Hartwell shows once again that she was she was she can be impressive enough to help the cause for Candice LeRae. Of course, we had the number one contenders match uh, for the NXT North American Championship. And so, what was it? Find that hot quick. So yeah, Candice and Shotzi were having a de- really, really good, ma- a, a good match too. Uh, question mark kick by question mark kicks by Shotzi. Tiger suplexes, lion salts, backstabbers, a modified cattle mutilation towards the end of the match. That was pretty fucking clean. I thought it was really cool. Um, good, it was really good back and forth. I was really impressed by both ladies in this matchup, as I always am with the best uh, women's division in all of professional wrestling at this point. But uh, towards the end, after the cattle mutilation, after uh, Candice gets underneath the ropes, Shotzi lets go, gets a bit frustrated, drags Candice up. She puts her on the apron. Uh, Shotzi hits her with a roundhouse kick. Looks like she was going to go uh, do a little tope action. Um, goes to the ropes. Candice hits th- uh, throws haymakers. Uh, she climbs up. They uh, brawl on the outside. Uh, was it on the outside? No. Inside the ring. My bad. Uh, Shotzi hits the headbutt. Shotzi goes for the uh, hits the seated, uh, flying seated senton. Candice is down, goes back up top. Candice rolls off of out of the ring. She goes down, builds up speed, looks like she was going to the outside. But the referee stops her as Candice backs away from the ring apron. As she's going, she sees Indy. And low-key slips her a, a pair of brass nooks. So uh, Candice hides it very nice and comfy-like. Um, Shotzi comes over to bring her back into the ring. Bang! Hits her with the brass knuckle punch. Goes for the cover. One, a two, a three. And Candice, once again, is the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship. She rolls. She gets the victory. Has the hand. Has the brass knuckle still in her hand. Goes behind her back. Referee's trying to look at her. You know, like, what do you got behind your back? Nothing, 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 nothing. Raise my hand. Yay, yay. Okay, I'm out. Bye. Mm. Tucks it. Goes over to the outside. Hands it back to Indy as if nothing actually happened. And Candice is now number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. And she will meet Io Shirai one more, one more again at NXT Halloween Havoc next Wednesday night. 
but also we had the return of Tony Storm. And Robert Stone had the balls to go on the microphone and talk shit. Of course, he's with Aaliyah. He says there's a lot of top talent in NXT and none of them seem to want to connect with Superman Stone or the Robert Stone brand. But it's all good. Moving forward, their loss is going to be someone else's gain. But now the lightning and out comes, of course, Tony Storm. New, new ring entrance. New music. Uh, I think different gear. But same good looking booty. Mm-hmm. As y'all know, I am just a man. I am merely just a man. And Tony Storm was looking. Mm-hmm. Just going to put that out there, fellas. Y'all, if y'all, fellas and ladies, if y'all prefer that. Uh, if y'all saw Tony Storm, I know collectively y'all had birth, said something on your birth, like, damn. Hmm. Feel me? Yeah, she's still, she's still looking good. Uh, Juice Robinson, you have good taste, my brother. I ain't mad at that one fucking bit. <laughs> hey, give credit where credit is due. Can't, hey, don't hate, appreciate, and, uh, do your thing, uh, Mr. Juice Robinson, uh, we still don't know how, what the fuck they say in your theme music, but keep being you, my pimpin'. Um, and uh, by the way, good run in the uh, good showing at uh, final G1 finals, uh, G1 climax finals weekend, my brother. Good match against Goto, I appreciated that. Back to Tony Storm, though. This one didn't take too damn long, but it was good to see her back in. They really, um, the entrance was great. She just, you know, stood there and just taking it all in for a moment, doing her Tony isms. Doing her Tony-isms, and then uh, getting into the ring, still being Tony Storm, looked good. Like, really, like, you know, of course, she was in uh, she was in uh, Mexico for a hot minute, and uh, taking, you know, doing her thing. And I have to say, this was a very a very quick but solid return uh, for Tony Storm. I think she was out of action for about at least half the year uh, with everything that's been going on with COVID, so... It was a good thing that she wasn't in the UK. Otherwise, homegirl would still be chilling in the UK and um, cooling. So there's that. Like I said, this match didn't go too long. Not at all. It took about a few minutes. But uh, Tony got the job done. Uh, hitting um, hits a German suplex on uh, Aaliyah towards the end. Uh, go, uh, Aaliyah tries to go to goes to Flower Ninjas into the corner. Excuse me. Uh, Storm hits the hip attack. Dragon Lariat out, Basement Lariat, into Storm Zero, and now it's pretty much the end of that. But, um, yeah, it was really good to see her return. Really great to see uh, the Lightning from Down Under. Really impressed uh, with her performance. Again, liked the entrance, loved her new music. Same rock and roll look, but just a different uh, different outfit. Uh, that I'm used to, but saying blessed be. I am just a man. I'm merely just a man. Okay. Don't fucking judge me. 
Because you know, I, I'm, a, I'm just gonna be a dickhead for about two minutes. Because you know damn well, um, if your girl kind of, kind of had a little mm-hmm for girls, uh, and she saw Tony Storm, yeah, she would say damn too. So shut up, stop it, stop it. You're playing yourself. Stop it. Okay, this is Mr. YLP talking. This ain't regular. This ain't regular pimping. You, you know, you know, you know. And it, even if it's not your cup of tea, it's someone's. All right. So, uh, ha ha, ha ha ha. Huh. Anywho, continuing on with the ladies, Raquel Gonzalez laid down the challenge to Miss Rhea Ripley for a one-on-one matchup at Halloween Havoc. She says Rhea Ripley walks around here like she owns the place. Rhea, you're looking at the biggest and baddest woman in this industry. Halloween Havoc is coming, so maybe. You show up, and we can really see how bad you are. Rhea and Storm's Rhea's like, yo, we, can, we ain't gotta go wait following we have. We can do this shit right now. It's whatever. Whatever, whenever, however. Just a more aggressive, uh, just a more aggressive take on to, uh, Orange Cassidy type deal. You know, weighing whatever from wherever. But just very, very aggressive. And, uh, you know, they start going at each other. It looked like it was about to go down the DMs. Security and officials stopped everything. It looked like those two were about to break break off, break everybody off real quick. And then um, go at each other. But, you know, they did enough. They had enough security to make sure they stayed separated for the hot, for a hot minute. But it, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't crazy. Relax. It wasn't that serious. But, um, yeah, so now we're going to get Gonzalez and Ripley at... I was going to say takeover. Might as well be a takeover. Um, at NXT Halloween Havoc next Wednesday, along with the Women's Championship between Candice LeRae and Io Shirai. And he thinks possibly Indy Hartwell may have something to say about the decision between Shirai and LeRae. Um, personally, and this would be an odd thing to happen. Uh, I remember the report we had uh, talked about a little while back um, saying that that was the end of the feud after uh, takeover 31 between Shirai and LeRae. It looks as if maybe they haven't done enough to possibly um, get past Lorraine just yet, which is perfectly fine. Not hurting my feelings at any bit of that whatsoever. So, hey, Lorraine should ride two. I ain't mad. Actually, no, this would be Lorraine should ride three. Yeah, this would be the third. Ver- this would be the third and last because you had Lorraine should ride uh, last year at Takeover. What the fuck? Oh yeah. Mm. Wasn't Brooklyn? Was it Los Angeles? No, that was uh War Games last year. Come on, where the fuck was SummerSlam last year? And this is why we and this is why we use DuckDuckGo. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, fall, yeah. Just an alert: I don't use Google anymore. So, oh, we were oh, it was, oh, it was Takeover Toronto for that word lit. Okay, that's what's up. I remember that now. Yeah, I remember. I remember. We were in Toronto last year for that. And that was actually a good one between Lorraine and Shirai. This was just after uh, Shirai became heel. So that was immediately right after that. That was a really good victory for Shirai um, that night. So this would be the third and final. So I guess they wanted to just conclude the rivalry, uh, maybe have Indy get involved some sort of way and possibly screw over and possibly do something that screws over Candace. 
But in no sense that Hartwell didn't mean to. I don't know. Some way, some something, something along those lines. We'll see how we'll see how that works. But yeah, that's kind of what's going on with the ladies. And of course, we talked about the main event scene right now. Um, they also had a report on Finn Balor. Um, in terms of the NXT Championship, basically saying you know they're gonna wait a few weeks after surgery to see where Finn Balor is, and at that point they will determine if. Uh, maybe they'll vacate the championship or let Finn Balor, uh, allow Finn Balor to continue defending the title as the NXT champion um, going forward. But I would hate to see the NXT championship be vacated for the second time in literally three months. Because then they'll start talking about a possible curse for the NXT championship, carrying cross, of course, separated shoulder, and then Finn Balor with the broken jaw in two places. I think Finn Balor will be fine. I personally think he will, and that's just me going on from there. So that's all the main event and lady stuff I got there, and we will round out with the tag teams. And I will not be talking about Killian Dane and Dane, Killian Dane and Drake fucking Maverick. I will not do it. I think this is a joke. I will have nothing. I want nothing to do with Dane and Maverick. I want nothing to do with this. I don't know why NXT is making this happen. I understand their tag team division is kind of dookie right now, and that's perfectly fine. But we had, uh, remember the renaissance we had back in 2018? I do. Remember that? I do. Unfortunately, COVID happened too. So unfortunately, they just got to use with what they got. But I want nothing to do with killing Indian and Drake Maverick. I will put that out there right now. Hell no to the no, no, no. I want none of that. I want no bit of that whatsoever. No thank you, no thank you, pimping. That's perfectly fine. Just going to leave it at that. But Brizongo finally has credible contenders to face for the NXT Championship. And I am so happy. Finally, we get tag team championship. Uh, tag team championship I can honestly get behind. I'm perfectly fine with uh, Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish getting the number one contender spot uh, against Brizongo. Perfectly fine with that. I'm okay with it, 100%. I ain't mad at that at all because this is going to be a banger. And, of course, uh, only lurking Danny Burch uh, against Bobby Fish and uh, Roderick Strong was pretty cool. Um, let me see. What did I know Kyle O'Reilly had something, a little bit something to something to say. Uh, prior to their matchup. Ooh, I didn't even talk about Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. Uh, I'll talk about that in a hot moment. Um, I have nothing to say really much about the Cruiserweights, to be honest with y'all. Um, I'm going to leave it at that. I usually, Y'all know I'm an advocate for that, but um, it's, yeah, you know, it's, it's okay. You know, swerve back. You know, that's cute. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's not bad, but it just, uh, you know, when you don't have as much of a cruiserweight division to work with, um, you're going to see a little bit more of the same old, same old with that. So that's kind of why it's a non-factor to me this week, personally. Um, I hope Ashanti the Adonis doesn't, Adonis doesn't become a Velveteen Dream lookalike, and I'm going to leave it at that. Excuse me. Before the match, though, Kyle said, there's a lot of people around here who look at the Undisputed Era and think we're done for. I'll be clear next week, but Cole still has broken ribs. Myself and the boys never got to go after Holland, but if we did, we would have put him in the same hospital bed he's in right now. And whoever paid Holland to attack Cole, the Arrow Boys will find you, and we will hurt you. The second coming pre- begins tonight. 
Bobby and Riley are literally going to become number one contenders, and next week they'll become champions again. We're going to run this business for a long time, and if you know that line, sing along at home. That is undisputed. And yes, they became the number one contenders, defeating Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch in a decent opener uh, to kick off NXT last week. I always love this. The ending, though, was kind of dookie. That's just me, though. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you, I've seen plenty of uh, UE uh, Lurkin Burst matches, to, uh, but it will never be like their 2018 matchup in TakeOver Chicago. It'll never be that. Um, that was magic that night. Straight up magical. 100%. Uh, towards the end, um, they had a Lorcan and Birch had a, a half crab and a crossface in stereo. Fish turns over, kicks Oni away. Strong turns the crossface into a cover. Uh, get a two count out of that. Oni tackles Fish out of the ring. Strong and Birch are brawling in the ring. Strong throws elbows all sides. Uh, Birch is a blindside headbutt. Hits, hit, uh, hits a lariat on Strong. Oni gets back in the ring. Gets the tag. Uh, and they go for Strong. They go for uh, the London Tower. Hit that. Uh, go for the cover, but Fish drags Oni off of him. Birch then goes after Fish. Gets dumped on the outside. Uh, Bobby gets Oni, shoves him into Birch on the outside, hits it, then Strong hits the knee, and that was pretty much it. Um, hooray. <laughs> uh, hooray. But, yeah, I mean, not that much. Not It was an okay opener. It was an all right opener. It wasn't that crazy of an opener, but, you know, it was enough to suffice uh, to get the victory for the Undisputed Era and have uh, Breezango finally have a credible tag team to face for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Let me see. One last thing before we uh, finish up last week. Um, again, Austin Theory, not going to front, is getting better by the week. And you got to think with who he's facing. He has been facing Adam Cole. You know, he faced Champa and Gargano. And one other person, I forget who it was. Uh, Damian Priest, uh, if I remember correctly, he faced him too. So he's been facing the top-notch top-tier guys in NXT, and going toe-for-toe. Going toe-to-toe with them, tit-for-tat, back and forth. So NXT sees something in them. It's just they're running with the storyline that Austin Theory's mouth is writing checks his ass can't catch. And I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. That's a good way to bring him back into the fold because once he starts racking up victory after victory after victory and starts gunning for championships... Then Austin Theory has a right to run his mouth. But right now, as I've been saying for weeks, he just has to eat shit before he can start eating good steak and filet mignon. I know how to pronounce it. I just like pronouncing it how I like pronouncing it. So y'all can kiss my ass. But I'm not mad at what they're doing with Austin. I'm not. Um, I, if there's Austin Theory stands out there, I know y'all getting a little bummed out. You might be. You might not. If you understand what they're doing with Austin Theory, they're honestly saying, they're honestly just doing, you know, he's he's, he's running a little, he's, you know, doing a little bit too much of the yap yet. You know what I'm saying? So, Gargano's just got to be like, I got to put you in your place. You're talking shit, and I got I to gotta give you this work. You know what I'm saying? And, and also on top of that, Gargano kind of felt some type of way that uh, Theory didn't soften Damian Priest enough uh, to win at TakeOver 31. So that's kind of, how, you know, kind of how that works between the two. But again, I'm not mad at Austin Theory eating shit, you know, and taking some L's because, you know, 
it bees what it bees, but I'm not mad at the performances that Austin Theory has had with the likes of Gargano, Priest, Champa, and Cole. Four top, four top names in the company in the brand right now, and he stood toe to toe with them and actually has put on solid performances. And of course, y'all know I can't be mad at that. So that's gonna conclude what happened last week on NXT. When we come back, we're gonna talk about what's gonna be going down this week for NXT, and maybe I'll find a little bit of news and we'll discuss a little bit of that on the way out for today's episode. For episode 264 of the YLP Podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. And now, everybody's got a price for WrestleLotic Radio. Hi, peeps. Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast here. I want to encourage you to join our Patreon for only five bucks a month, where you get access to a great chat with a bunch of amazing, amazing people. You get shows, exclusive shows, such as Fretz's Fave 5 and the 20 Bell Salute from yours truly. You get Willie T's Wrestle Wars. You get King Ricky's Ring Shape and watch the throne you get Mance's delight curfew reviews Nate's fantasy booking oh and that's not all you get 15% off our merch on our Teespring store you get an exclusive code you get all that and so much more if you join our Patreon on Wrestle Addict Radio the cure for the common wrestling podcast Actually, four if you want to go mid-card. 
Um, the tag team is weak as fuck. The tag team division is super, super weak. And I'm, I'm gonna round it off the same Dukova as being the part of this. So I'm not gonna go in too much on the division, but it's really, really hurting the division right now with uh, the pandemic, with uh, COVID going on right now. This is really hurting the tag team division because teams like Indushare, I haven't seen in a minute. Uh, Imperium, I know they're on the way out, but I know uh, as soon as everything starts opening up and travel restrictions are pretty much lifted, they're pretty much going to go back to the UK to join Volter and the uh, Volter and Alexander Wolf in Imperium, which leaves Rizango, Yui, Lorcan and Birch, uh, Everrise, and Killian Dane and Drake Matter. Safe to say, that is not much of an NXT tag team division. Um, yeah. Um, and if you want to add in uh, Legato Del Fantasmo, you can do that as well. So that's six. That, But when you look up and down that six, um, it, it's kind of weak, fam. It is very, very, it's a very weak division right now. Um, and it's not on NXT, it's on the, uh, the pandemic. And there's not much we can really do about that unless they start really looking at the roster and thinking, who can we start really rocking with to start boosting up this division a little bit. I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. But I expect Rizango to retain. And then it's just a question of where do we go from here? Because the only team that they would face left would be Morgan and Birch. That's a credible tag team because I do not see in any way, shape, or form Dane and Maverick becoming an incredible fucking tag team. If they do, they're out of their goddamn minds. That's just me, though. Now, also last week we saw Zia Lee um, going to Mr. William Regal, the NXT general manager, and asking for a match. And I have this pulled up from WrestlingInc.com. This is written by, of course, my favorite pro wrestling uh, writer in the game right now, Mr. Mark Middleton. I got every time I every time I have to freaking read something and I use the glasses. Uh, always gotta wipe them up. Anyway, WWE began a storyline, new storyline between Zia Lee and Big Boa. On, la- on uh, last week's episode of NXT, after Lee's loss to Shotzi Blackheart, Boa came to the ring with a piece of paper that appeared to have Chinese writing on it. Lee seemed surprised by the letter and left the ring with Boa right behind her. There's no word yet on what Lee what WWE has planned for Boa and Lee. They were both signed in 20- September 2016 along with five other new recruits from China following a trial in Shanghai. Out of those seven recruits, Lee and Boa are the only two that are still with the company. Lee is often used, but Boa has worked mostly live events. He has spent some time out of action with a torn rotator cuff last year. So, after all of that, uh, she went to William Regal for a match. And she pretty much was just saying, this is important to me. In, in a sense, this is very important to me. So, we, you know, and Mr. William Regal told, William Regal told her, I'll take it under consideration. Thank you very much. So we'll see what's going on with that. But I actually saw some news that was interesting to me about Zia Lee. 
I want to see. Yeah, there it is. Booyah. That's what I saw. From mandatory.com, NXT Zaya Lee to make a kickboxing debut this weekend. This is from Tyler Treese. NXT superstar Zaya Lee, real name Zhao Zaya. Zaya, actually, Zaya Lee. Uh, Zhao Zaya will make her amateur kickboxing debut this weekend at Camp Combat Night Orlando's latest event. On October 24th, the event will stream as a pay-per-view, and only 200 fans will be in attendance live. Lee's opponent will be Anna Housel, who is also making her debut. The bout will take place at 125 pounds, and since it's an amateur contest, both fighters will be wearing headgear and not getting paid. Quote, I was unaware unaware that she was a wrestler until recently, Combat Night Orlando promoter Mitchell Shamal told The Roman Show. To us, she is an athlete looking to test her skill on her event. We do our best to treat all our athletes the same, regardless of what they do outside the cage, In quote. Jamal has seen videos of Lee training and says her striking looks crisp. He also expressed this not to be a one-off, and Za and Lee has said she looks forward to continue fighting again in the future. So, if you're going to be in the Orlando area and you plan to buy a ticket, you will get to see NXT's Zia Lee compete in her first in her, in an amateur kickboxing matchup. So uh, we wish uh, we here at the YLP podcast with Zia Lee uh, all the best in her debut, and hopefully she kicks almighty ass up and down that ring. Do your thing, baby girl. And that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm not gonna front. That's pretty effing sweet. That um, you know, WWE is allowing Zia to actually compete. Outside of the ring, I'm really, I'm really surprised that you know by this because I'm thinking like usually they wouldn't do something like that. Usually they wouldn't, you know, have their yeah they wouldn't have their their uh, you know their roster compete in such things. Um, so I was quite surprised by that. I was really surprised when I saw this article because I'm thinking in my head like. They're gonna really have her wrestle. They're, I mean, now now they're starting to put her in a storyline. She's gonna be competing in kickboxing. Uh, I'm I'm quite shocked. I am quite shocked by this. And you know what? I I can't be mad at it. I really can't be mad at it at all. Let's see here. Um, we also, of course, the uh, Halloween Havoc card. I'm assuming will be finalized as well, um, for this week, considering the fact that it is the, technically the go-home show for uh, before Halloween Havoc, so everything's been leading up to this, and um, I'm not mad at that at all, so we can not be mad at that whatsoever. Um, as far as we know, we've got the NXT North America Championship, Damian Priest versus Johnny Gargano, uh, Candice LeRae and Ego Shirai for the Women's Championship, spin your spin the wheel, make a deal. Both those will be the uh, those matches. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez. And that's I believe that's all we know of so far. So we I'm sure that the uh, card will be rounded out um, going into this week, and we'll see how the rest of the card shakes out. Should be fun to be talking about before NXT Halloween Havoc um, next Wednesday night. But I got a little bit more news before we go for the day. From WrestlingInc.com, I got two articles from WrestlingInc.com because not only is I Lee fighting, this may be out of the realm, but I saw that I know it's AEW, but it's something to talk about. Actually, no, I'll save that for Friday. 
uh, to be perfectly honest. So I'm not going to front on that at all. But I will talk about the uh, SmackDown uh, final viewership. We'll talk about that then instead of Jake Hager. And, uh, oh, and congratulations to Paige. I believe Paige uh, just hit three years on a sobriety as well, so that's pretty cute. But from WrestlingInc.com, WWE files trademarks for multiple NXT UK stars. This is Bun Joshua Gagnon. WWE filed for some new trademarks on October 13th, according to PW Insider. The names included Ginny, Johnny Saint, Joseph Connors, Kenny Williams, Levi Muir, and Dominic. Each filing was for goods and services for wrestling exhibitions and performances by a professional wrestler and entertainer rendered live and through broadcast media, including television and radio and via the internet or commercial online service, providing wrestling news and information via a global computer network, providing information in the fields of sports and entertainment via an online community portal, providing a website in the field of sports entertainment information, fan club services, namely organizing sporting events in the field of wrestling for wrestling and fan club members, Organizing social entertainment events for the entertainment purposes of fan wrestling club members. Providing online newsletters in the fields of sports entertainment. Online journals, namely blogs, in the field of sports entertainment. End quote. As noted, last week WWE applied to trademark WWE Saturday Morning Slam, which was a kids show that ran on the CW Network for 38 episodes from August 2012 through May 2013. Flash Morgan Webster, Ilya Dragunov, Isla Dawn, and Jack Stars were also filed on this date. On October 8th, WWE looked to lock up WWE Main Event and WWE Live Wire. It's cool. (laughs) Basically, what they're doing is they're just filing um, trademarks for all these guys, and that is just a lot of word salad for you guys, but I always usually read these because it's it's kind of interesting to see what kind of uh, merch... They're going to be coming out for these particular names, including, of course, Dragonoff, Isla Dawn, Jenny. Kenny Williams is a definite name. Keep a lookout. Uh, Flash, the, the Flash Morgan Webster. I don't call him Flash Morgan Webster. I call him the Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, happy birthday to you. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's how we do that over here on this side of things. So, yeah, that's pretty much what it means. Nothing too crazy. Nothing to write home about. Just, just a little, you know, okay, just keep out for new merch for... Um, <laughs> Just, just look out for new merch for those people. And let me see if I have anything else. I don't want to leave you guys just hanging with that. Ooh. I know this is out of the realm for NXT, but this is a very interesting uh, thing. I actually saw this, um, and I kind of wanted to make sure I found it. Mind you, I'm actually doing this on the fly as I'm doing this. Look at her tongue out nasty. Um, from Fightful.com. Charlotte Flair signs with Vanner Sports Agency. This is from Jeremy Lambert. If y'all if y'all know Gary V, you're welcome. Charlotte Flair is joining Vanner Sports. The agency made the official announcement on Monday. Vanner Sports launched in 2016 and is owned by entrepreneur and internet personality Gary Vanerchuk and his brother AJ. The company represented football players from 2016 to 2020, but expanded this year and recently signed UFC heavyweight champion champion Stipe Miocic as well. So uh, this is the uh, Twitter uh, post here. Wow, I'm actually about to follow them. Excited to welcome the Queen to the Vanner Sports family. Of course, you know, got their picture up there. Uh, 
Now, Flair is currently off WWE television after undergoing a cosmetic procedure, getting her tatas redone. Her last appearance was in June when she got into a backstage brawl with Nia Jax. It is unknown when she will return to television. She was drafted to Raw in the 2020 draft. So I can't be mad about this. Congratulations to Charlotte for joining Vanner Sports. Like I said, uh, if y'all know Gary V, if you follow him on Twitter, if you follow him on YouTube, you know who this man is. And this man definitely um, is a cool dude. I've seen some of his stuff on YouTube. My very uh, One of my best friends, Jake, loves this man. He, lo- he, watches his, uh, um, he watches his YouTube a lot. And he's been trying to do some things, you know, side hustle-wise. So I can't be mad at the hustle. And if y'all are actually uh, followers of Gary V, um, I say he's one of the, the, the darlings of the internet. He's a damn good dude. Um, started off as like a wine guy and then just started the, you know, doing like talking about side hustles and, you know, being, you know, growing a business and being an entrepreneur and all this stuff. It's really cool to watch. And something I really, really do check out from time to time. I actually uh, get notifications from his uh, Instagram, uh, Instagram page. So congratulations to Charlotte from Jordy Banner Sports. And that's a big deal. That's a big get for uh, Gary V uh, joining him and, um, Stephen Miacic, the current UFC heavyweight champion, can't be mad at that at all. Congrats to Charlotte. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to conclude episode 264 of the YLP podcast. When we come back, we're going to close up the show in proper YLP fashion and get you primed and ready for episode 265 of the YLP podcast. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, guys, that's going to be it for episode 264 of the YLP Podcast. As always, I want to thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day, your night, your afternoon, your evening, wherever you may be, wherever you are in the world. Thank you guys so much for taking out this episode of the podcast. And as always, I greatly and truly appreciate it. If you have any thoughts, concerns, opinions, comments, anything of the sort, do not hesitate Leave your boy a voice message over on anchor.fm slash young lions perspective, anchor.fm slash wrestle at radio. Leave a comment over on the biggest podcast solutions.com and make sure you throw a couple shekels my way if you feel so inclined to do so. And also, you can send me an email over at young lions perspective at gmail.com. Leave it all that over there. Let your voice be heard. Sound off. I like what you're bringing to the table. We're picking up what you're putting down. I'll have no problem talking about it on a future episode of the YLP Podcast. Of course, if you enjoyed this episode, do not hesitate to tell a friend to tell a friend about the YLP Podcast. Share this episode across all of your social media. The Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the alt tech, all the gabs and the parlors of the world. Mines, bitch, you, whatever you got. Doesn't matter. All the alt tech. Of course, you can send it, slide in your friend's DMs, send it through a text message, and make sure you use the utilize the Facebook Messenger as well. Because, you know, always good to share it. And if one friend likes it, talk about another, talk about it to another friend. Hey, that's why I say tell a friend to tell a friend. You got a friend, they'll tell a friend about it and it spreads all there. 
and also brings more people into the Wrestle Addict Radio realm, which helps us a lot. And for that, we would greatly appreciate it because in these quarantine unprecedented times, we here at Wrestle Addict Radio try our best to provide top-notch quality entertainment to help you out after a long day, long hard day of work. You know, a day where you know you might have given a down day. We we try to provide and lift you up and provide that grandma hug of entertainment for you guys all across the world. Because not only is Wrestle Addict Radio the cure for the Common Wrestling Podcast, we are 100% without a doubt undisputed. Then, now, and forever, the alternative for professional wrestling podcasts, and that we are here to stay. Now, I know most of y'all do not have the anchor evidence perfectly fine. You're not hurting my feelings. Everybody as their favorite app that they listen to for their podcast listening needs. But if you just think for one freaking second, we're all simply about anchor.fm, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, my friend, you are sadly mistaken. Because not only can you find us, of course, on those avenues, but you can also find us. Oh, of course you can find us now on Amazon Music and Audible. Of course, yes, Amazon Music and Audible are big deals. And we'd like to thank them for wanting to partner up with us and have us be a part of Amazon Music Podcast platform. So if you do have Amazon Music, make sure you head over there, search for Wrestle Addict Radio. You'll be able to find all our podcasts, including the YLP Podcast, the Kings of the Rings Podcast, Game Change Podcast, and of course, the Man Show with Man Chappelle. Man Chappelle, I'm sorry. Can't kill me for that. Um, you can find us all that. And of course, Audible, where you can find millions of upon millions of audiobooks. Now you can listen to podcasts as well, so make sure you head over to Audible if you have an account there, and make sure you check out all the Wrestle Addict Radio podcasts there as well. And of course, we can be also be found across several different platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Podbean, CastBox FM, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher Radio, and of course, that good old Spotify. Bam! Search for us on Radix Radio across all different platforms. You should have no problem finding us whatsoever. If you want to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP podcast, I am quite active on social media. As I was earlier today, promoting yesterday's episode of the YLP podcast. You know how that goes. It be like that sometimes. But if you want to follow me on some platforms, I can be found over on Twitter at my new handle, at YL Perspective. That's capital YLP Perspective. I do live tweeting for AEW Dynamite every Wednesday night. SmackDown Live every Friday. Unless I have a prior engagement to attend to, I will let you guys know prior to the show itself. Every WWE Live pay-per-view, every AEW Live pay-per-view, every NXT and NXT UK pay-per-view, or TakeOver Special, as they like to call it. And, of course... When it's 3.30 in the morning and I go to the bathroom and can't seem to go back to sleep, I do live tweeting for New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. If you want to follow me over on my Instagram, the mothership and hub of everything that is the YLP podcast, I can be found over there at young underscore lions underscore perspective. All the updates, 60 60 second thought videos, memes, and all that good stuff you can find there as well. If you want to follow me over on Facebook, I guess I still have a Facebook. I was going to delete it nine months ago, but apparently I have been told I can utilize my uh, Facebook page as well. You can find me over there at Young Lions Perspective or simply search for Young Lions Perspective Podcast. Like the page, 
Make sure you share the page with a friend or two, and make sure you damn well follow the page. We have over 100 followers over on the page, and I'd love to thank every single one of y'all for your love and support. Follow me on all these platforms to stay up to date with everything that's going on with the YLP Podcast. Looking over to the judges to ensure I fulfilled all my obligations for the day as we head into the midweek. And I believe we're going to go take a look over at the country of Mongolia. And I'm getting the thumbs up. So that means we are good to go for the day. Y'all know Friday, it's going down. Friday, we're going to kick off your weekend in proper YLP fashion with a brand new episode of Light the Fuse, where I'll talk about tomorrow night's episode of AEW Dynamite, break it all down with the top five focal points that we need to take away from this week's episode, and I'm quite excited, hopefully, that they'll be able to uh, make a nice little comeback from uh, what I consider the anniversary show that fell flat from last week's episode, hopefully they do a better job going into this week, as we are about two weeks away from AEW Full Gear, so it's about damn time they start ramping things up. Of course, we have the steak dinner going down between MJF and Chris Jericho. Um, who knows what other shenanigans we have for uh, Hager and Wardlow, because that's going to be happening sooner or later. Um, I know that we've got some things, we'll probably have some things going on with the FTR situation. Uh, of course, we have the Fatal 4-Way for the number one contendership for the AEW World Championship going down. Um, Private Party, I believe uh, the Dark Order. Young Bucks, of course, and I believe uh, The Butcher and The Blade will all be participants in that matchup. So that's going to be interesting from there. And we'll see what other shenanigans go down on AEW Dynamite tomorrow night. Other than that, guys, I know this is a shorter episode than usual, but, you know, we try our best here. And I'm trying to shorten it just a little bit um, just to keep you guys engaged enough, but not enough to pretty much overtake your mind. Other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. I'll see you guys well, enjoy the rest of your Tuesday, should I say. Enjoy AEW Dynamite or NXT this Wednesday. Enjoy your Thursday night football with the Giants and the Eagles. And since I will not be here, I'll be back on Friday. I'll make a nice little prediction for you guys right now. I am going to actually go with the New York Giants to defeat the Philadelphia Eagles by the final score of 27-2. to 19. I know it's a random score, but I'm going to go with the Giants this week. I think they're now after their victory on Sunday against the Washington Redskins. So I wouldn't dare call them the other team. We don't do that here. I think the Eagles are in a bit of a, mm, especially with um, what happened with the game against the Ravens. Had a little bit of a comeback, but couldn't get the job done as they are 1-4-1. One, one. But I'm, I, I, think, I think, you know, the Giants may have enough firepower and especially with their defensive play that they had last week, I think that will carry over into Thursday night on a short week. And that should be all good for me. 27-19 Giants. I'm going to go with that prediction for Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I'll see you guys right back here this Friday for episode 265 of the YLP Podcast. See you. This has been a Wrestle Attic Radio branded podcast.